So my name is Awen. Uh, I'm French Senegalese. I live in Paris. I'm a singer, songwriter, top liner, producer, DJ, a mom. Yeah, that's already a lot. <laughs> um, and I do Afro house mainly. So I studied classical music from the age of uh, eight years old. I was in an orchestra, in a choir, uh, I was playing clarinet. So I, I'm classically trained. Um, I did that for over 10 years. And then I stopped doing music uh, when I was at uni because I was studying too much. I was doing my law study, became a PhD applicant, then a doctor in law. Um, and then I started working for a law firm in uh, Hong Kong where I spent many, many years. And when I was in Hong Kong, I had a little bit of time before I started working for, for a law firm. I started doing like uh, open mic and stuff like that because, you know, why not? I wanted to re reunite with the music. From that, I created a band, became a cover singer. Um, and very quickly, like over the years, basically the, the hobby became uh, half, like a part-time job. The part-time job became full-time job and in 2018 I quit law and I became uh, an entrepreneur and an artist. I was still doing like covers and stuff like that. I was not really into electronic music yet. Then I discovered Afro House and that's when basically the story started for me. And then I started working with uh, DJs, producers. I did Kusimama, Gold, Your Voice, In Your Eyes, many, many more, an album. And that's how you know me. <laughs> so Awen is a Celtic name. I was actually looking for a logo that would include a lot of elements, but called me with this name was really the, the meaning of it. So it means poetic inspiration. The logo of Awen uh, includes feminine and masculine elements, light and darkness, poetry. Like historically, it's a calling for inspiration and uh, transcendence, like all those elements that you need to become an artist. And when I chose it, I was not like I felt like I was not an artist yet and I wanted that kind of prayer for myself. That's why I chose it, basically. My favorite genre, if it is a genre, is Afro. But in this umbrella, I put so many different styles. It goes from uh, I'm a piano to Afrobeat to Afro house to Afro tech. And I like everything. For me, it's really about how you feel when you listen to those songs. I also don't like to be labeled in one thing. Like I know I have a strong voice, but I'm, I can also rap. I can be uh, sultry with my vocals. I can be strong. I can be fierce. I can be so many things. For me, singing is like acting, you know? So each time you tell a different story and every song is different. Like for instance, the last song that I released with Defected uh, called Time, it's a collab with Christophe. It's not Afro at all, but for me, I took his uh, London vibe, like 
very British kind of house. And I mixed it with my vocal that is more like um, housey, old New York, black culture. And for me, it sounds Afro, you know, in that way. So it's really about the story that you want to tell with every song. A lot of uh, soulful music. My favorite artists of all times are Nina Simone and Stevie Wonder for the songwriting and for the way they carry every story. Um, but I was also listening to a lot of uh, Lauryn Hill. I love Lauryn Hill because she's able to to rap and flow and be fearless when she when she carries uh, a story. But at the same time, she also has this very soulful, warm voice. Um, and so she's a huge inspiration. Obviously, I was a big fan of The Destiny's Child, <laughs> uh, the TLC, I love Bob Marley. Like, I listen to so many different type of music. Um, and I try to take a little bit of everything. Like, I listen to a lot of Afrobeat right now. But when I was growing up, for instance, I was listening to a lot of reggaeton. Uh, Sean Paul is, like, you put a Sean Paul song any time of the day, I will start moving. Like, it's just naturally, it, it flows. I listen to many, many, many uh, types of music. So I write all my lyrics. I haven't had a chance to really collaborate with other songwriters. I mean, I did, but the song, we, we never released any of those songs. I like to write my own lyrics because I will always tell a story better if it resonates with me. So I always imagine that if it is someone else's words, it might not sound as truthful in my, in my voice, like through my voice. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I like to write my own lyrics. song that I've written in 2020. We were during the first lockdown of the pandemic and Cairo sent me a demo, so the, the instrumental of this track, which I loved really. And at the time, me and my partner, we were trying to conceive um, a child. You know, we were locked down in my mom's house in the countryside. We didn't have much to do apart from music and the the thing that was really inspiring me was the fact that I had this aspiration to become a mom it felt like it was exactly the right time and we needed this new life this new hope and when Cairo sent me that demo the first time I listened to it I I don't know I felt like the melody and the lyrics were just pouring out of me it was like the song was written in my mind for years you know and so um, I tell Cairo okay I'm gonna work on it tomorrow I start working on it in the afternoon and basically probably a couple of hours later the song was done like lyrics were written uh, melody was uh, already uh, done as well like it it was just easy the song was 
there. It was beautiful, and and the meaning of it is basically this 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 letter that I'm writing to my kid, uh, unborn and not yet pregnant, or at least that I was I was not aware that I was pregnant, and I'm telling him come to us you know like I'm gonna love you in a way that you're never gonna regret coming to this uh, to this planet basically that's that's what I, I'm telling him and yeah a few weeks later we found out that I was actually pregnant and obviously the song it created an, another layer of uh, emotion and deepness to to this song I think I can really feel that that's how people receive it yeah I think that's the uh, the raw emotion that I was mentioning before the fact that I need to relate to the story it, and it needs to meet to mean something to me because otherwise I don't know it's like the emotion I'm not going to talk about a breakup that I didn't have you know I, I need to talk about stuff that means something to me because it might mean something to you you know or to anyone fun story fun fact about um, the background or the context uh, of the Yo Voice Adam Port remix is the story behind it. So some of you might know, but I think most, most of you don't know how it came together. So it was really about luck. Uh, I would even say serendipity because Adam was basically in a bar, if I remember correctly, in Istanbul. And someone or the playlist was playing Yo Voice and he heard it for the first time. Because Your Voice was actually released in 2020, so two years ago, right? At the time when he heard it. So he heard it for the first time and he's like, ooh, I like this song. Uh, he shazamed it, found out that it's uh, Madras in the house and he knows Harris and Alkis from many, many years. So I think he first texted them. But then for me, the way I know, I, I, I found out about it is one day, at the time I was still having a day job which I'm not now, I'm a full-time artist, but at the time I still ha had a, a day job. So I was doing my day job. I was frustrated, as I mentioned before, because I was not doing music full-time. And it was like 9 or 9.30 a.m. And I received a notification on Instagram, a message that says something along the lines of, hello, Hawen, so very polite. I really like your song, your voice. Uh, would you be okay for me to remix it? Signed. Adam Port, as in, I wouldn't know who Adam Port is, you know, like, just in case, I'm just telling you who I am. And so I read that and I'm like, is this a prank or is like someone is pretending that he's Adam Port and he's texting me? So I check his profile and I'm like, oh, shit, it's actually the real Adam Port, like the guy that I've been listening to for so many years, who I respect and love and everything. And I'm like, oh shit, okay, of course you can remix your voice, like, by all means, do it. Um, and that's for me how it started. And then um, then we started talking and, and it's funny because he, the first, he told me that the first time he heard your voice, he didn't know whether um, uh, the song was about God or my son. So obviously it's about my, my son, but it's, it's funny that, this song has a, it feels like it has, like the, 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 the emotion that is carried by this song is almost spiritual. And 
I see that everyone around me who listened to it and and er, all the messages that I receive about this song, they're all like it it's it hits another level of emotion, and I'm so glad that we managed to do that, um, even more so with the remix, um, because now like I think uh, uh, yesterday we reached four million streams only on Spotify for the for the remix of Your Voice, so yeah, it's quite incredible to see that. Um, so that was my funny story. <laughs> You could have several definitions, good and bad. But a good DJ set the vibe, creates an atmosphere that like everybody is happy and can relate, is a performer, a live performer, very important nowadays. You cannot just be like putting one song after another. You need to give something more to the crowd. And also a, a good DJ is a trendsetter. You can't only play big hits. You can't only play one style of music. You have to also show some people would say educate people to certain style of music because I think when gatekeepers like big, big DJ play some uh, niche styles, then, you know, people are like, oh, okay, that's actually nice. I would not have listened to it in another context, but now that I'm listening to it and, and I get accustomed with it, I'm like, yeah, it's actually cool. I need everything. I need, actually, when I started touring a bit more intensively, I didn't have enough time to create songwriting, uh, uh, top lining, producing and, and everything. And I got very frustrated. But at the same time, if I spent, like, during COVID, I was not performing at all. And it felt like my soul was, like, uh, escaping my body, you know? Because it's really weird to see on social media, people getting very excited about your music and you know that you have a success, which is cool. You see the numbers, you see everything. But but if you don't experience it live with people, it's a bit fake, you know, it's a bit shallow. So no, I cannot choose. I love performing. It's really my, my I think this is one of my strong uh, skills. I'm not just a singer, I'm really a live performer. When people see me sing, they, they, they are really with me and, and I'm with them and that's something I love. But I also like to produce and most importantly, I cannot choose between the two because I need to produce in order to perform because I love to perform my own songs. Well, I think you have a lot of DJs who are also performer because they give a lot to the crowd, they dance, they move, they like... They're showcasing their identity, their artistry through their music, through DJing. So I think you can be a DJ and a live performer, although you're not performing live music, if it makes sense. Um, the difference with me now is that I do live music while DJing. Um, and it's true that there's not so many people doing it. There's a few, um, but not necessarily in this genre specifically. Um, and not so many women, not so many women of color. <laughs> so actually you're like going in a smaller and smaller and smaller pool. But I think it's cool because doing both, we will probably inspiring others to do the same. And for me, now that I'm, I DJ and sing, I feel like I should have done it earlier, much earlier. Because it's amazing to, to have like a crowd in the, in the palm of your hand 
for an hour and a half or two hours and seeing people react to every single thing that you do and and you really yeah the experience is completely different for me it was very important to become a dj because i wanted to be my own act i didn't want to be a dj's side piece you know in a way um i wanted to be on like my own standing woman uh artist being like okay this is going to be me for an hour and a half and you're going to experience all the things i love and all the things that i want to give you maybe you like it maybe you won't but at least we're giving ourselves a chance to create something deeper than just oh yeah she's the one who sing your voice no you know my story goes way deeper than that and that's why for me it's very very important to do both Time is a collab with Christophe. We worked on it actually over a year ago. So it's been in the pipe forever. <laughs> it feels at least like that to me. Christophe approached me almost two years ago, I think. So for me, it was a, a new thing because obviously we are not in the same genre. Um, but it felt really good to be outside of my comfort zone um, and also to be exposed to another audience, to another style so it was quite interesting so he sent me that demo i started working on it and i wanted this very um housey old new york style because also it was different from anything that i've done before and i always try to bring something new as much as i can and the story of the track is actually funny because at that time i was extremely frustrated because i wasn't performing much um and I don't know. I felt like maybe maybe music after all wasn't for me, you know. I was like doubting a lot. I needed to get it out of my system. So I started writing those lyrics where I would say to someone just leave me the fuck alone basically. And that's uh, what you hear in the in the in the track like you f you hear someone kind of depressed and stressed out and and you have that person who keep coming to her and she's like no just leave me alone you know and I made it a story with a guy but actually I'm not talking about a guy I'm talking about my anxiety and my and my frustration and my self-doubt that's the real meaning of it but you would never guess it from the lyrics but that's the real meaning of it I was helped by partner because music for me is really a family business uh, <laughs> so I was helped by my my partner uh, on the on the chorus uh, so he, he suggested this idea of doing a, like a countdown uh, that's why you have the 10 9 like doing is eight seven everyone and six five because we wanted something playful that anyone could sing no matter whether you speak English or not, Everybody knows how to count from 1 to 10 or 10 to 1. And so we tried this out and it was actually fun even to record. And we sent it to Christoph. He loved it. And then instantly we both thought, and also his manager, my manager is from Madurai's in the house. We all thought the only label that can 
release a track like that is defected. But of course, it's not like it's not like a, a small label. It's like one of the biggest. Um, uh, so we tried, and they actually loved it too. So it was a long, long journey, uh, which I'm going to spare you the details. Um, but I'm very, very happy that we ended up releasing Undefected. It's one of the first time that I'm releasing with another label, because usually I always release with, with my own label. And that's because I'm a, I'm a control freak and I like to be in control of everything. <laughs> and uh, Harris and Alkis let me be that when we release together. So yeah, it was actually cool to release on another label for once, especially because it's defected. So that box is ticked. Now we can move on to something else. <laughs> everything and anything <laughs> most of the time it's my life like sometimes it's uh, people who annoys me who annoy me uh, sometimes it, it's people who inspire me um, often it it's things that I want to say but I don't dare to say it in real life I'm just gonna put it in a song and even if the the person whose the song is addressed to doesn't know it for me it feels like a liberation in a way you know but yeah, anything that happened to me, most of the time end up in uh, in a song. The reason why I make music, no matter how much I try to escape from music, because I've tried, no matter how st strong I was against the fact that I was an artist, it always came back to me. And I fought it very strong. As I mentioned before, I did a PhD in law. I was one of the top of my class. Um, I worked at a law firm. I looked completely different back then. I was a complete other person. But at the same time, almost every day or at least every week, each time when I was stressed or undermined by something that ha would have happened to me or whatever, I would always like go back to my room and spend some time alone singing. And I would always listen to some songs that would resonate with me. And those things would help me just like cool down and feel better. And also, you know, very quickly when I decided to go back to music just as a hobby, I realized that I was never as happy as when I was on stage or when I was writing songs or when I was just singing for the fun of it. And then I saw how people would react to my voice, to the way I deliver songs and everything. And, you know, all those green flags were just indication from, I guess, the universe that that was actually my path. So that's why I make music. That's the first reason why, like the selfish reason why I make music. The not so selfish reason why I make music is because I was very lucky to be born in France, to have opportunities in my life, like so many reasons to be thankful. And I feel that the world doesn't need another lawyer like, like I was, but maybe it needs someone like me who looks like me, meaning a female of color, um, to tell stories and inspire other people, to make them see that with hard work and dedication, and a bit of luck as well. Um, you can do the things that you wanted to do when you were a kid. And I also want to be that person and I want to 
help other people one day when I'm a bit uh, more prominent in my in my genre. So yeah, I want to help female artists as much as I can. Of course, it's not always easy and you know, we're all like busy and stuff, but I think it's very important to feel like a community, especially because there's not so many women uh in this industry. Um so for instance, I met with Jamie, you know, the female DJ and producer who lives in Berlin. She's with Watergate. She's really cool, super cool vibe. I love her style and everything. We really had a good connection and I hope that we're going to collaborate on a song at one point. So her, of course, she's already at a certain level. So it's not like uh, I'm not I'm not helping her, of course. But there's also, you know, uh, not so well-known uh, producer who contacts me sometimes on, on social media, female artist, and I always try to reply to them and listen to what they do and give them feedbacks as much as I can. Sometimes I'm I'm a bit busy, so I don't do it, but I try to do it as much as possible. I also... For artistry, like I work with when I can, or if I have the choice between a f like a woman and a, a and a man to work with, I always will pick the woman. That's just because I feel that this is the right thing to do right now. So my stylist is a woman. I'm gonna do a photo shoot very soon, and we try to approach female photographers. Like that's my mindset i want to help my community as much as i can and that gives a deeper meaning to just doing music although making music is already wonderful The track that you've just heard is called Bao. It's a track that will be released on the 20th of May on Madras in the House Records. It's a collab with Atsu and Le Croc, who are two residents of Madras with me, who are the three artists of Madras. Uh, so it's the first time that Madras in the House actually released a full 360 Madras in the House records. We are very, very proud of this track because it sounds like nothing you've heard before. Really, I have no doubt about that. And um, I'm extremely excited because we've been playing it for, a well, let's say six months now. And every time I play it or Atsu play it or Le Croc plays it, we burn the house like people just go crazy about it my son love it which is also a good sign he calls it the baobab song uh, <laughs> and it's just uh, earworms you know you listen to it once and you're like bow bada bow bow you just want to like keep going with this vibe i love this track because it has everything that i adore in music meaning uh groove sexiness because it has to be a little bit sexy live instruments you have super cool piano solo all the percussions are live the bass is analog so it's it has this very old school vibe and it's funny because for some people this track is reggaeton because of the way i sing i'm using this vocal technique called toasting 
which comes from reggaeton. So you have that inspiration. And on the other side, you have this kind of jazzy, funky groove uh, with all the instruments and stuff. And the mixing of all these elements that would not necessarily go together in another context sounds just incredible. So yeah, this is probably one of the releases that I'm probably the, the most proud of, I think. And I can't wait to see how people react to it. I really, I really hope that we get the attraction that this track deserves. I think it's a tough industry, which is quite obvious. It's also wonderful because we do, we're all passionate about what we do. One trend that is emerging right now is the fact that house music and probably Afro house music is becoming a trend in pop culture, which for me is incredible. To be an artist at this stage, you know, when your niche is becoming something more pop is super cool. I probably feel the same as uh, what Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre experienced when rap became the real thing, you know? And I, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen for house music and, and Afro house. I have a real strong feeling about it. It just, I think it feels right because also I see how people love it in clubs and how it makes everybody feels it's we need that kind of positivity and the message uh, behind it is also very good so I think it's really current and relevant right now and I also love the fact that there's there is more and more diversity in music it's not enough okay I'm not gonna be too like if I'm completely honest I think the music industry is going the right way in terms in terms of um, inclusivity and diversity, but I think there's so much more to be done. It's very annoying to see that every time we have one figure who represents a trend or something or a community or whatever, and it's like that figure is enough because, oh yeah, we have that person. So, you know, all the others can just wait because we have that person representing that community and that's enough no we actually need really more diversity when i see at the end of the of every year the charts you know um uh, uh listing all the best djs all the best producers so often it's like a hundred people how many female actually just how many not men white dude right? It's not diverse enough. We can't just say, oh, it's because there's no women or, or it's because there's not enough people of color. No, there is. There's a lot of talent out there. You just need to go and find them. And I think right now that's what we need. More, more and more and more. So it's going the right direction, but still some room for improvement. So right now I'm working on releases for 2024. The one I'm mostly excited about is uh, the work that I'm doing with Adam Port uh, because I think it's going to be very special. It's still very early stage but I think there is a big potential and it's amazing for me to work with him because I'm also a big fan. <laughs> um, and then my album, it feels like it's already, like I'm already producing at the back of my head because I'm writing down all the things that inspires me, all the things that I want to talk about. And I'm very excited about that. I'm also excited 
to be touring as a DJ and vocalist for the first time this like full time which is super exciting because every time I'm going somewhere new and I have very exciting gigs coming up also behind me because when you will hear this podcast I would have done my tour in the US and in Canada and I would have also performed at Coachella with Kind of Music so that is very exciting I also have this gig in Istanbul coming up Beirut Ibiza uh, Mykonos Paris like there's so many things coming up it's uh, it's just incredible I'm very lucky Three tracks that you should listen to if you haven't yet. The first one is Paradise from Cargo. I just love it. It's It has a very nice build-up. It creates a tension and atmosphere that it's very special. I use it in my life. Um, and also I, I, I want to shed light on uh, Cargo because they are um, Eno Napa's protege. They are a duo of producers. I think from South Africa, if I remember correctly, they produced a song with me on my album. It was actually a cover of I Will Survive. And they are a very talented producer, very special. I hope that they will get the attention they deserve because they deserve a lot of attention. Yeah, so go listen to that one. It's really, really good. Uh, so that's the first one. Second one is Point of No Return. That one I know everybody knows it, but the reason why I recommend it and maybe you will listen to it in a different way after I say that, is because I was lucky enough to take part in the production of this track at the very end. I did some backing vocals and some ad-libs. So if you listen to it carefully, you will hear that there is a female voice uh, in it during the break and after the break. And uh, that's uh, me. So if you, like, yeah, if you want to just uh, have another listen to it maybe you'll hear it differently and then the third one is can you see me it's one of uh, madras in the house latest release from frigid armadillo and this track is just a club banger it's so good so groovy everything i love about afro is in this track so i think it's going to be one of your favorites so go listen to it 